a great show. <laughs> I feel so a part of it. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's January 21st, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 167. This is No Agenda. Soaking wet in the western quadrant of Gitmo Nation and coming to you live from the minimum security containment cell crackpot command center in Gitmo Nation West in San Francisco in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And it's raining here in northern Silicon Valley again. In fact, it's really crappy out. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. In the morning to you, John. In the morning to you. In the morning to everybody in the chat room uh, on the stream as we do it live. Every uh, Thursday and Sunday morning early service. 9 o'clock at Nation West Time. Pacific Standard Time. Yes, exactly. So before we do anything... Why don't we start right off with the credit roll? Uh, we have a uh, executive producer. Yes. Who happens to be, he, he says to also read this in a Russian accent. <laughs> but I can't. I, well, let me try, do my best. Try. You can try, sure. On the last show, you said that there were no donations from Russia. <laughs> I am here to fix that. I mean, maybe I should stop you. You're gonna, you're hurting yourself. That's not. It's not working. That's it's really not. not. No, you got to think more like Boris. Boris. On the last show, you you thought said there were no donations. <laughs> Even though I'm sending this from Canada, I'm a Russian citizen, so there. Oh well, that doesn't you can't count. Say now that you don't have donations from Russia. This came from Val Communications. Okay, is that the the whole producer? Val Communications, V-A-L Communications. That okay. is the only, he gave me no name. A website or a type of... No, it's uh, a company in Toronto. Oh, okay. And Val he, Communications, right. And he, said, he gave us 222 bucks, 222. Ah, nice. And um, so he's the executive producer. And no, no associate executive producers? No, that's it. One guy. Um, so, of course, uh, Val Communications, thank you so much. Uh, I guess you can be listed as... Uh, a production communications. Okay. <laughs> a production company. To, to his name, he gets to tell us who he is. <laughs> no, it's a company. It's Val Val Communications. Yeah, companies yeah. do so that. Val Communications can now list themselves with the Better Business Bureau as a producer, as a yep. production company, uh, being the executive producing uh, entity behind No Agenda episode one sixty seven, and uh, that could actually get you more uh, clients. You could put it on your website under About Us. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would do it. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's like they do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we don't have uh, an associate, associate executive producer. Uh, artwork is to be determined. Uh, thank you all very much, by the way, for stepping up after our call out for artwork. Uh, we've got a couple of artists now, and uh, we're now putting... We have about seven. Yeah, we're also putting the stuff in the credits uh, at the top of the list. Because uh, that was uh, definitely a faux pas on our part. And uh, today we have uh, uh, a PR executive, John. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, I must say, though, it, it is uh, the same PR executive who already had uh, credits with commendations. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So this guy's angling. <laughs> Maynard, who I think still has a job with the Australian Broadcasting Company. We're wondering. <laughs> it may not last long. Maybe he's phoning these up, you know. Hey. <laughs> a couple of, a couple of people uh, tried, you know, a couple of people tried to get on some radio shows and got cut off after like 
three seconds of the first sentence because you know you, you gotta like you you gotta play this you gotta give yeah, it's the, like you, fishing yeah exactly you gotta you draw him in a little you gotta bit. work him yeah you can't just like say in the morning no judges show I mean, that doesn't work they'll dump you out you know, and they, right and they also have a kill switch that's usually seven got a second delay, delay. yeah exactly yeah. so you, so one to count to seven and f- see how long it is you've got to slip it in yeah that's the whole point is you've got to slip these things in very quietly so that Really, it's subliminal. We don't want the like the Baba Booey type thing because that that's not good enough. We want our 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 um, our PR executives to really sneak it in so that it it sets into the subconscious of uh, of the uh, of the listener, and uh, then they'll just start noticing this. Com- you know, it, 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 all of a sudden, then you'll see billboards. You know, in the morning, no agenda show, no agenda, and people will catch on to it. It's it's a campaign. It's not we're not looking for a quick hit here. Well, another thing we should think about for anyone out there who's creative, you know, you can buy uh, adhesive paper for your printer uh-huh. and you can print uh, noagendashow.com or listen to No Agenda or put pictures of uh, the, one of us from the artwork. There's lots of it. In fact, there's an archive of artwork. Yes. And, uh, and then you can make little stickers. And then when you drive up to the toll booth oh, uh, in, yeah. in Boston, uh, there when you go into the tunnel, uh, there's usually you know a line you can kind of you inch over to the far left. You get where the barrier is that you can plow into if you were drunk at night, and you can <laughs> you're stick, reliably informed. <laughs> you can and you can get close enough to it. You can reach out with your arm and put a sticker on there and you'll see it like the, the San Francisco Bay Bridge here. Oh, yeah, tons There's of stickers all over the place. Yeah, you know, exactly. mostly for rock bands. Like they're most of them are out of business. So making a little sticker, stamp it, putting it someplace especially in the Boston uh, tunnel. Yeah. Uh, or New York has got some too. Uh, they, they, let let me just correct you. Little sticker. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that, you know, make it a little bigger. Well, it, you don't want it to be so big that the, you you know they track us down like dogs and shoot us. I mean, the sticker should be about three inches by three inches. I think about the most, or make it just something that's that's easily readable. And uh, you stick it on there. And by by the way, you also stick these stickers on uh, uh, newspaper racks. Uh, <laughs> Metal poles around town and just everywhere. Strip and poles. Anywhere. Stripper poles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they can get a grip on them. And you just make these stickers and stick them around. Now, if you take a picture of the sticker after you've posted it and send it in to us, we will give you an associate. Uh, no, P- PR, PR, PR executive. Associate. Oh, oh, right. PR associate. Because if, if you do something on the air, that's really where you get the full executive. Well, no, we've always, it's always been PR associate. We haven't. Really? So it's associate? Yeah, I mean, it's because they're not. There's no. We don't have a pure executive. Uh, well, I don't know. Main, Maynard is well. Well, this, Maynard maybe. Well okay, maybe if they do it two or three times. Boom! We'll, <laughs> I'll give him the honorary executive title. Okay. So um, in the in the show notes at noagendashow.com, you'll be able to find the actual web page for the Australian Broadcasting Company uh, that uh, this show is from. Now, Maynard, I think it's kind of an all rounder because he was doing a a, a a morning show in the morning. Uh, and he was interviewing some woman about uh, horticulture and uh, in particular about roses. <laughs> and uh, so he's, he spliced the two bits together for me. I'll play the first bit, uh, which is the beginning of the interview. And then uh, further in the interview, he slips uh, another nice little ditty in. So here's the first bit. 
as broadcast on uh, Australian uh, national radio. I'm surrounded by beautiful plants here in the nursery at Georgetown with uh, Judy Sharp in the morning. It's lovely here in the morning. Good morning, Maynard. <laughs> Is this guy amazing? I mean, he, he actually pauses to say, in the morning. <laughs> he's, he's getting bold. The memo is going to hit him shortly. <laughs> okay, now listen to the, as he's, as he's talking about roses, as he wraps it up. It certainly is. You've always got a mass of blooms on each bush, haven't you? That's right. Look, I mean, some of the other roses, like they wilt, and, you know, it, it's soon time to give them two to the head and chuck them away, but these roses seem to go on forever. The longer they're in the vase and the older they get, the more the Give him two to the head and chuck him away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What I like is that the woman just doesn't well, even mean, respond. He, he slips. This is the. This is a, a pro. This guy's a pro. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to slip the propaganda in there. Oh yeah. He's, you know, he's, not, he's awesome. He's no slouch. Let's no. put it that way. Maynard. Uh, Maynard. Thank you so much. It's. Uh, <laughs> it does it for me. I love it. Yeah. I really love it. So, shall we start off uh, by saying that I am uh, perhaps just as crazy as um, a dictator of a South American country? Uh, that's a that's a point of we, uh, here's what we I know what we're going to talk about today in advance, and let's make sure that we we do talk about we're going to talk about the guy in Massachusetts. Yeah, we're going to talk about Haiti, and I, and I guess we're going to talk about this and probably a couple other items, but and, and some and some Letterman, hopefully. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I have a long Letterman clip to finish the show off with again after the credit roll. Because, because we know people love it. Well, you know, we got a lot of uh, we got more contributions than usual when we did, did the last one, and then we haven't gotten the cease and desist order yet because these clips are a little borderline in terms of lifting uh, content. But no, I think it's under fair use as news. I think it's fair use as news. Also, I think it's also something Letterman would appreciate. Oh, well, I don't care. Well, I, do. I don't care. I yeah, the show. You, yeah, you love Letterman. You have a man crush on Letterman. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, Letterman, this guy. Oh, he's so funny. I'm a Letterman fan. So the um, so what? Do you have the clip there? What of Letterman? No, of Caesar. Yes, of course. Let's uh, listen to it right now. This is actually from uh, well, here. Listen to the news clip. leader Hugo Chavez has once again accused the United States of playing God. But this time it's Haiti's disastrous earthquake that he thinks the U.S. was behind. Spanish newspaper ABC quotes Chavez as saying that the U.S. Navy launched a weapon capable of inducing a powerful earthquake off the shore of Haiti. He adds that this time it was only a drill and the final target is destroying and taking over Iran. <laughs> There you go. Is that not exactly what I said? <laughs> Is so that not exactly? No, no, no. Is that not exactly what I said? I just wanted to correct myself for saying Caesar. Caesar Chavez. <laughs> You're into etiquette now. Meanwhile, we've got the, we've got a dictator yeah, saying yeah, the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah, I'm you, saying. All you want me to do? Oh yeah, Adam. You said the exact same thing. That makes me think that you and Chavez are both reading the same whatever it is, some paper in Russia. Well, uh, I have Where a couple. Where did you get this notion in the first place? Okay. Well, I got this notion, and, for, and I'll, don't interrupt me now, and I'll tell you. And I and I back this up with links in the show notes. First of all, I get the notion that this. So we have to go back to the basics that earthquake machines uh, meant for war are real, and I go back That's to not the basics. That's your crazy th theory. Well. Uh, Monday, April 28th, 1997, 
in a Department of Defense news briefing, and I have the briefing here from the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense. It's a transcript. Um, at the time, the Secretary of Defense was William S. Cohen, and uh, he's uh, talking about uh, all different kinds of uh, uh, weaponry, about how, what the Department of Defense is doing uh, about it, and I will just highlight a, uh, a little ditty from that. There are reports, for example, that, and this is uh, the Secretary speaking, there are reports, for example, that some countries have been trying to construct something like an Ebola virus, and that would be a very da- dangerous phenomenon, to say the least. Alvin Toffler has written about this in terms of some scientists in their laboratories trying to devise certain types of pathogens that would be ethnic-specific, so they could just eliminate certain ethnic groups and races. Others are designing some sort of engineering, some sort of insects that can destroy scientific crops. Yet others are engaging in an eco-type of terrorism whereby they can alter the climate, set off earthquakes, volcanoes remotely through the use of electromagnetic waves. So there are plenty of ingenious minds out there at work finding ways in which they can wreak terror upon other nations. Now, that, of course, doesn't expressly state that the United States has such weaponry, but, gee. Well, that's a good point. If that's a vetted memo. It is. It's then- a vetted memo and from the uh, Department of Defense. Hmm. And uh, actually, they removed it from their site, and so I used the Wayback Machine at archive.org. And ah, uh, they removed it from their site? Of course. But uh, you did find it on the archive.org as, as yep. from that URL. Yes. Yes, and and I, that URL I'm posting. From their site bothers me. Of course, because because really, hmm. Um, I got a couple more links uh, that relate to that, which probably should just let the uh, uh, let the uh, the listeners and producers uh, look out for themselves. But let me take you a little bit down further down my rabbit hole, John. You may but have before, to suck before, in your gut before you do that. Yeah. Do you think Chavez listens to this show or he's getting this information from someplace else? Because it's not just that that memo doesn't say there's anything going on with this, 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 this. And he also said this was just a test run. So they test it and then they're going to go, you know, decimate Iran. Uh, where do you think he got this concept from? Um, do they have a CIA at in Venezuela or somebody tipping No, no, it I, do, I do believe this is FSB. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, you know, Russian intelligence. So it could be complete disinformation that this was the case, but this is from our own Department of Defense. And this was in 1997. And of course, we know that this is the stuff that Nikolai Tesla was working on. Okay, well, let's go on with your okay. rabbit hole. All right, job. so what was the first thing I said when this earthquake struck? I said, why isn't it amazing that the, um, uh, the, the second in command of Southcom. Yeah, which right. Is, you did say this. What was what the heck was he doing there? Well, uh you're going to love this because when it comes to what we, you know, no. the so-called false flag uh uh false flag uh initiatives, i.e. a terror attack staged to make it look like someone else or any other type of event. Uh so this is from nextgov.com and it's kind of a throwaway line in this article. Uh so it's about um Actually, it's about the article is about the Defense um, Department launching an online system to coordinate Haiti relief efforts. So here's uh, in, the, in the second paragraph. On Monday, Jean DeMay, DISA's technical manager, that's Defense Information Systems Agency, 
for the agency's transnational information sharing cooperation project happened to be at the headquarters of the U.S. Southern Command in Miami preparing for a test of the system in a scenario that involved providing relief to Haiti in the wake of a hurricane. After the, hur- after the earthquake hit on Tuesday, DeMay said Southcom decided to just go live with the system. Now, this happens every single time. FEMA had a drill before 9-11, the, 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 the same exact day, 7-7 in London. There was a drill, which coincidentally had the drill to, uh, with explosives in on buses and tube stations. Coincidence? I think not! And now, once again, there was a drill. For some reason, Department of Defense, South, the Southern Command, Southcom, was just happened to be doing a drill preparing for some natural disaster. And they happened to be there. Please. Please, John. Please. So why could this be? There's a whole bunch of reasons. We've talked about a lot of them. But now reports are coming in from multiple places around the globe. Um about the amount of oil that has been discovered in uh, in Haiti. And I have a link to a French uh, site, a uh, French uh, newspaper site, and uh, about uh, some, uh, some dude who actually warned the authorities of seismic risk in Haiti 20 years ago. Um, but in 2008, 20 oil sites, huge reserves were discovered in Haiti that uh, apparently make Venezuela's oil reserves look like a glass versus a swimming pool. So, you know, obviously... That, that, that could come in handy. Yes. Well, check this out. So now I'm getting interested. You know, besides the fact that my, you know, that uh, Mr... Yeah, that you and Chavez are on the same page. <laughs> we'll be drinking Cabernet before you know it. And Yeah, yeah well, hold on. So then I'm like, I'm going to look at uh, what kind of aircraft are coming in and out of there. Because you can track on flightaware.com, you can track tail numbers. Okay, well, before you go into that, I want to mention something, uh, which was a number of articles. and you, Because uh, I want you to t- tell me what, w- what's wrong with this picture. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, in fact, somebody sent me a link, and Crooks and Liars had some links to some of these articles. There, uh, there's, there's been a slew of, uh, I, would, I, I would say, planted stories about why we aren't getting, you know, we, we talked about this last uh, show, why water's not get, getting into that little airport in Port-au-Prince. There's, mm-hmm. there's a very small one-runway airport there. And, and so the meme is that the place is too damn small to handle all this traffic. There's no place to put the planes. There's, you know, you got to spread them out. You can't keep landing them. But which was all I thought was kind of discrepant considering the fact that Hillary showed up down there and they just closed the airport for three hours. And then Bill Bill and Chelsea landed at this airport in some huge jet just to go in there for a photo op, and then they left. So if Bill and Chelsea can land, you know, why can't, why are all these other, lots of these planes are being diverted, uh, Israeli planes, French planes, all these international uh, operations, American planes apparently are landing, but these international planes are being sent to to uh, the other side of the mountain, which is the other country, Dominican Republic, where they have to make an eight-hour drive with their supplies and, and gear and medicines and whatever to get into Haiti to do any relief work. So um, <clears throat> this is a fun game you can play yourself. You can go to flightaware.com, and then down on the left-hand side it says airport code, so you can track all movements at the airport. 
Uh, the code for Port-au-Prince is M as in Mike, T as in Tango, P as in Papa, P as in Papa. So I've been following what's coming in, in and out of there. It's got I, a four-letter code? ICAO code. It's, a, it's, a, it's an, Dude, you can land seven, you can land an Antonov there. It's a, it's a big international airport. Huh. What's interesting is that there's, there's still a lot of scheduled uh, American Airlines flights are still landing there. Um, Delta Airlines. But more interesting is the amount of private jets and small aircraft which really can have nothing to do with relief efforts, except for doctors. And there are a couple of, uh, of airline, and I've, and I've really been doing the research because if you hover over these tail numbers, it actually, and you can click on it, it tells you who the, who the register, who the, uh, register, who the aircraft is registered to. And so you've got a lot of these like, uh, tool companies. And of course, it's a, a ton, a ton of charter companies that are uh, sending their Gulf streams and smaller uh, uh, jets down there. But I've seen uh, a guy who, ain't, who owns uh, South Beach Water Sports land in his Cessna 172 from Miami. But the one that I found interesting was November 419 Alfa Romeo, uh, which I can actually, I can tell you exactly when it was there. Uh Hold on a second. We'll look at history. Okay, so it was on the 13th of January. It uh, it landed at uh, Port-au-Prince. And there's actually a picture of it with a couple of... Well, it's kind of hard to tell if these, uh, if these gentlemen in uniform, in, uh, you know, kind of like desert uniform, if they're coming out of that aircraft or not. But there's a picture of it right there on the tarmac at MTPP. That aircraft is owned by Mardon Inc. Mardon Inc. is uh, a company uh, that specializes in petroleum refining and uh, oil discovery. Yeah, some awesome relief effort going on down there. Is it a publicly traded company? Uh, no, <laughs> John's like, bye, <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Uh, so yeah, we can just look at it today. If you, I mean, it, and you don't even have to look really at who these companies are. Just look at the type of aircraft. So, the so you're, you're telling me that you don't think that these uh, these uh, private jets owned by billionaires uh, uh, and and companies like Mardon Inc are there for relief purposes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, John. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of um, registrations where you click on it and says, you know, this uh, th- at the request of the uh, regist- uh, registrant, this air, you know, this aircraft cannot be tracked. Uh, there's a lot of that going on. Now, so wait, that- wait, wait, hold on a second. Why would anybody in the why would anybody request that their aircraft not be tracked? Uh, because it's uh, CIA. Oh, okay. Uh, want- you know, there's a lot of these uh, these aircraft that um, they that are used for rendition show flights. Where flying out of? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it shows you everywhere. So we've got planes coming in from a lot of them from Miami International. But these are the American Airlines flights. We've got, uh, and now maybe they're they're bringing in troops. I mean, that's possible. But these look like scheduled flights. These are B six. Uh, these are Boeing seven sixty threes. We've got an Air France coming What's in. What's a seven sixty three? I've never heard of such a jet. 763? That would be a 767-300 series? Yeah, exactly. All right. Sorry. Yes. 
Um, we've got an Air France coming in today, um, and that's an Airbus 320. Uh, these are big planes. Yeah, these are huge planes. Absolutely. So, you know, but there's also the, it, the huge planes aren't the thing that interests me because big planes can carry lots of cargo. But it's the small twin engine, you know, not, it's turboprops, and they're in and out all the time. Look, if there's a real relief effort going on, what is some dinky five, six passenger uh, turboprop doing coming in? You know, they should be diverting that away. Go away. We've got real work to do here. So that's it's highly interesting it's to me. It's suspicious. They're completely suspicious, and it looks like tourism is just continuing. That's that's the thing that blows me. It's not like you know you heard about the cruise ship that pulled up uh, off the northern coast. Did you hear about that? No. Oh please, you're telling me here. Oh, this is fantastic. Here it is: cruise ship docks at private beach in Haiti for barbecue and water sports. <laughs> what cruise ship is this? This may be the one that uh, that Brooks is on. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Because when he went out, we these are producer for uh, Cranky Geeks. When he went on vacation for a week, he said that I guess our cruise ship. He's on this huge cruise ship. Is going to not be docking at Haiti, but it was scheduled to. Well, this is the Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. Independence of the Seas, which is one of the larger ones. I think that may be his boat. <laughs> is that the gay cruise? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <coughs> here's the now, story. I don't know. I have to look into it. I could be wrong, but I, it was the big one of the biggest boats. It's huge. Yeah. It's uh, and it was supposed to dock in Haiti. If I known this, we have to Twitter him or or, or uh, get some happen to get some photos for us. Well, so there's a picture here of the. I don't know if this is docked at Haiti, but let me just read a little bit from the story. Um, it went ahead, uh, the Independence of the Seas went ahead and with its schedule stopped at a fence in, fenced in private Haitian beach, surrounded by armed guards, leaving its passengers to cut loose on the beach. Dude, you're right, this is the gay cruise. Just a few kilometers from one of the worst humanitarian disasters in the region's history. The ship's owners justified it as a humanitarian call because the ship also deli delivered 40 pallets of relief supplies while its passengers frolicked on zip lines and ate barbecue within the 12-foot-high fences perimeter. The floor... Uh, okay, well, uh, so, if we don't get some photos from him on this, I'm going to be quite annoyed. So here's a quote from one of the passengers. I, can't, I just can't see myself sunning on the beach, playing in the water, eating a barbecue, and enjoying a cocktail... While in Port-au-Prince, there are tens of thousands of dead people being piled up on the streets with the survivors stunned and looking for food and water, one passenger wrote on the Cruise Critic Internet Forum. It was hard enough to sit and eat a picnic lunch at Labadee before the quake, knowing how many Haitians were starving, said another. I can't imagine having to choke down a burger there, no, now. <laughs> oh, and then he went on to choke, this is like choke a down his cruise scene mate. from that Coppola movie, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> it is. So you know, the Playboy bunnies are flown in. <laughs> while well, the explosions are taking place and people are dying. That's terrible. It is. It's, it's absolutely terrible. Now, there's another interesting thing that someone pointed out to me. One of our uh, Canadian uh, listeners, producers. You remember when Obama was in uh, Canada meeting with uh, uh, Harper? This was uh, yeah, vaguely. Okay. So. Um, when he was there, General Mikhaila Jean discussed the plight of her native Haiti with U.S. President Barack Obama. So they had a meeting up there, 
And the president made clear that this is something he did care about, the economic and social issues, and wanted to confer and get the views of others about how he could do a better job in supporting economic and social development in Haiti. President the Obama Haiti told miracle. her uh, he'd like to talk further with her on the issue. And uh, by the way, he said, make sure you don't hang any pictures over your bed. (laughs) We're going to fix that shit for you. (laughs) Don't hang any pictures over your bed. (laughs) Don't get rid of the mirror. (laughs) Put the mirror on the ground. In fact, get out of there. Be in Toronto. So anyway, now, sorry, John, I have to add one more piece to this. No, here we go. (laughs) This is supposed to be, you're supposed to hold the real crazy stuff. I'll hold this this piece for later. But I do want to point out, and, and, you know, so after, after, no, no, after, no, I got some, (laughs) this is good too. After 40 or 50 years of completely screwing this country. Oh yeah, and, and and you know everybody agrees about that. You know, science, science, science is in. There's no doubt about it. Everybody agrees. We screwed that country. Now you actually had a pretty interesting, you know, um, assertion on the last show saying, you know, it was about time we did this because they need some proper help or whatever. <laughs> but what irks me is around the world now it's all everyone. And and by the way, it's always the artists. Let's get together. Let's do a show. Let's raise money for Haiti. Well, meanwhile, we just got another 500,000 people out of a job in the last month. We have 20% unemployment. We're stepping over homeless people. We've got millions and millions of children sleeping on the streets with no home to go to. But let's put on a concert. Yes, it's Hope for Haiti now. Coming to you on Saturday, courtesy of the same people who bring you the MTV Video Music Awards, Joel Gallen. He was actually a nice guy, but so misguided. So, uh, what kind of celebrities are they, you think they could attract? Well, how about Wyclef Jean, Bruce Springsteen? This, by the way, is it's Hollywood and it's music and movies together. Jennifer Hudson, Mary J. Blige, Shakira, Sting, they'll be in New York City. Alicia Keys, Christina Aguilera, Dave Matthews, John Legend, Justin Timberlake, Stevie Wonder, and Taylor Swift with a group performance by Keith Urban, Kid Rock, and Sheryl Crow in Los Angeles in London. Coldplay, a group performance by who could who could do a benefit without him? Bono, The Edge, Jay Z, <laughs> right, can't go without Bono and Rihanna. All performances to be available for purchase from Apple iTunes Store with proceeds benefiting select Haiti relief funds. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know, how do we do with that live aid, John? Is how's Ethiopia doing? Well, how about Hands Across America? How are we how doing about on live that? aid? How about Farmers Aid? How about any of these things? And what about the first one that was put on that years and years ago? The, I think it was with the Beatles, and then the guy took all the money. Remember, we had to do this big show for all the Katrina, uh, Katrina victims. How do we do with that? We still got people like starving down there. Yeah, we're choking to death in formaldehyde-soaked trailers. Thank you. Hey, great show, everybody. And everybody can sit there on their couch with your hand in your pants, drinking your beer, smoking your doobie, jacking off. Oh, what a great show. <laughs> I feel so a part of it. You know what? Let's all make our icons on Twitter. <laughs> That's black. the clip for the beginning of the show. Oh, let me mark it then. Let's, let's make our, t- our Twitter icons green for Haiti. Oh, yes, I'm participating now. It's crap, ladies and gentlemen. Bull crap. Bull How crap. do you really feel? <laughs> it pisses me off. This is about egos. 
and 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 that's just a lot of misguided stuff. And people think they're doing so much good, doing so much good, but doing good. You're I not. Think you're not. You're not, you're not. You're not. You're not doing any good. I. I. There's never been any evidence that any of these things have ever gotten anywhere. Thank I, mean, you. I still remember Hands Across America was going to end homelessness in the United States. Yay! And I ran into the guy who was one of the heads of it. And he was like a nice guy. And he was a nice guy, but, he, you know, and he was, he thought that this, I don't know what he, you know, they, they he was a, a guy. I can imagine the kind of ego boost you could get when you could actually get, and it, of course, it, there were spots where there were no hands where you'd actually have somebody's hand next to a hand and everyone just hooked up in this long chain across the country, which, by the way, was broken. And never, com- never completed. Right. But it was still, you know, interesting. Uh, it's got to make you feel good. I don't know. I think this is just to make people feel better. So um, I think uh, one of the more interesting uh, fundraising efforts, and of course, there's tons of them now, right? Every country, everyone's gotten, it's all, you know, it's being funneled through the Red Cross. And I don't have a, you know, I don't have a, a Red Cross in very high regard as to how they deal with their money. It goes into the general fund. Exactly. Uh, in Sweden, um, there was a Haitian earthquake relief uh, f- uh, Facebook site uh, who uh, they were called Two Kroner Per Member to Earthquake Victims of Haiti. And uh, they actually, they were up to like 200,000 members by the time someone uh, actually read the Facebook site, wherein. Uh, this uh, association, the SNA, which I'll explain what that is in a minute, uh, said they were uh, going to be sending 500,000 kroner to Haiti to ensure that the bodies which are brought home from Haiti are in as good shape as possible. This being the Swedish Necrophilia Association. And they had already signed up 200,000 people who had donated before anyone realized this was a hoax and of quite some disturbing <laughs> magnitude. <laughs> They were, I mean, this is... And we so, can't even get people to donate to our show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This we is like an excellent point. Baloney, you know, thing like that. Gee, that's <laughs> terrible. Of course it's terrible, but it just goes to show. And, and, and these it, are the Swedes who are this, above board. This is a massive... Swedish necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> this is a massive mind control. It's not. It's not even being run by anybody unless... You know, maybe it, maybe it's everyone who went to. Hmm. Maybe everyone who went to see Avatar. Hmm. I wonder. Coincidence? I think not. Hmm. And it's just like because you feel so crap about your own life, and you oh, someone has it shittier than me. Ah, oh, here's some money. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just not it's not the way we're going to really fix the world. It just isn't. And right now, there's fifteen to twenty thousand troops there. And I'm still seeing Anderson Cooper Vanderbilt pulling babies out of out of the rubble. You know, I, on C-SPAN, I could see one guy who did some kind of press conference from the military, some command. He could have been in a different studio on a chroma key green screen for all I care. For all you know. For all I know, exactly. So, anyway, I, I stick by my theory and I'm waiting for my invite from uh, Mr. Chavez. Yeah, uh, and well, and I and I think get one anytime soon. I can assure you. But I think you, it's interesting to I say think the you have least. Cavort with him. Interesting to say the least that I called it exactly that way. No, it's interesting to say the least that he said the exact, pretty much the exact same thing after I did. Say, after it, I did. 
after you did, of course, we're always ahead of everything. Anyone who listens to this show should. In fact, I think people can listen notes. to the show a month later and we're still ahead of the game generally. But we're, we're for some reason we're like surfers on the when we're at the crest, we're at the at the beginning of the wave uh, that uh, sweeps over the regular media if it ever sweeps over anything. And uh, that's good. That was a good call. And I, but I still think my call about the, you know, just we're just going to take over the place. Well, no, we both agree on that. And I mean, you no said doubt. that there's a lot of flights, CIA flights coming in from uh, those airports. Well, that- you, know, I, you know what? I don't even know if it's CIA flights because I also saw like um, hotel chains, uh, company. So uh, aircraft, uh, luxury aircraft. Right. So smaller uh, like hawkers, so these like ten passenger. You're not putting a lot of pallets of water in these planes. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, you're not dragging any no, water. You're moving also. people, and they're registered to companies that build luxury hotels. You know yeah. what? What does that tell you? You know, I will say there are certain like Kendrick's Motorsports, and you go to their website, and they said, "Hey, you know, we've um, we've got our plane, we've given our plane, uh, and of course, Ken- Kendrick Motorsports, they've got to fly. I don't know if they do motorcycle. Oh, they do NASCAR, so they fly yeah. planes around in big parts. So it's a big ass plane. They said, "Hey, we're going to put our plane in, and we'll transport whatever you want." And they actually got local goods. So there's a, there is a lot of good being done. But all of this bull crap about we can't – it's a huge airport. This is a tourist destination airport. Go look at it on Google Earth. And I will say it is possible that there's not a lot of I – mean, tarmac is always the problem, right? It's, uh, that's, the, that's the congestion with all of our airports, uh, certainly in the United States, is not you know the airspace around it. It's where to park all this crap when it comes in. It's just not enough area to actually put the aircraft. So you do have to have some kind of coordination of get them in, get the shit off, and take off again, and let's roll, right? So you yeah. do have to do that. But if but if you if you're taking up slots, landing slots with uh, lots of these executive aircraft, and it's eighty eighty to eighty five percent is executive aircraft. So it's it's I guess it's politicians. It's yeah. It must be some type of command. I hope to God. And there are some uh, flights that are uh, doctors. So there's definitely you don't need you know a big plane to bring in a lot of doctors. So that's good. Uh, but it's just highly suspicious. There's just a lot of weird stuff going on, and it's not being reported properly. And you have to wonder when you see the news reports. And yes, I think it's fantastic that we're still saving people from the rubble. But enough already. Show you know. Show me something about what's really happening. Show me. The, show me. Show me the all these. Don't show me one helicopter pooping out a couple of barrels of stuff, and then and you know, oh, well, there was no. We couldn't drop anything. You know, it's like ah, oh, my brain hurts from all this. Anyway, I think, I think your brain hurts a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. So you're going to give us a lot, another kicker at the end after we make our plea. Sure. I, since we're talking about airplanes, there's a new, I want to run a clip. Oh, lovely. Because you know you're in a role, you know you you know how to fly. You can you can analyze this. We know both know about computers. So I'm, this is kind of a long clip, but I'm going it, to. It's from the new show on Fox, yeah. Human Target. Fox, Fox, Fox. And it is. Probably the biggest crock of crap in terms of technical anything that I've ever heard in my life. And let me give you the premise. There was like, I only caught the end of the show. I can't imagine that I would have gotten to this clip, by the way, had I watched the beginning of the show. 
But luckily, I missed it and only got to see this part because this because I was it was just ridiculous. So here's the premise: there was a there's there's some sort of a terrorist activity taking place on a plane. It was a guy with a crotch bomb or something. Like that. They caught the plane on fire. They couldn't get the plane fire out for some reason. And this guy who's a secret agent or, or one of his minions flip is that this is a like a Dreamliner or a seven sixty seven. I can't tell. It could be a seven triple seven, but it was a it's a big jet and they flipped it over and they're flying it upside down (laughs) right (laughs) and now they're walking around on of course the unsupported roof which is not to be walked around on because (laughs) it's not meant for that but that's okay and they're having by the way fights and things and you know things like that and everybody all the passengers are still got their belts they're they're hanging upside down in their belts okay now Now, I couldn't tell which character this was, but I believe it was the pilot or something like that. They can't get the plane turned right, so it's flying in a straight line upside down. And the pilot says, and you're going to hear this part because it's in here, when you flip the plane over, uh, you probably blew up the computer controls. This is a fly-by-wire plane, apparently. That's Oh, it's an Airbus, reason. of course. Well, it's then, of course, it's totally right. Yeah, no, you, you're screwed. <laughs> some unno- no, well, you're not screwed if you got these people on board. Oh. So I want you to listen to this <laughs> this long clip and see how much of it you can. It's it's like the most astonishing crock of crap I've ever heard in my life. First of all, okay, let me just say one thing. <laughs> I'm flying upside down in an Airbus. This is not how I talk, John. <laughs> this is not like, oh, you, you, you must have blown up the, the flight controls. I'd be like, dude, Dvorak, we're screwed. The shit is busted, dude. You got any ideas? <laughs> all right, let's, this is, by the way, listen to Scully. Now, Scully, I mean Sully. Listen to listen to Sully Sullenberger. You heard him when he was, and he wasn't hanging upside down. He's like, he's barking it. You know, he's like, this is not. This is so unrealistic. I already can't stand it. Which of course is great. It's when worse. You're, yeah, when you're listening to this stuff instead of being mind controlled and watching it. Here we go. Must have crashed the flight computer. Something could process what was happening. I know how it feels. What if we shut it off? Can we get the controls then? Oh, the controls, sure. But we can't roll the plane back safely without the computer's help. Couldn't we just reboot the computer or something? We need to get the- <laughs> that sounds like me when Mevio's down. Couldn't we just reboot the computer or something? <laughs> it gets better. Actually, she's not that far off. Imagine the flight computer is a couple years old, probably like 800 megahertz processing power. <laughs> well, most laptops are just as powerful. Mine certainly is. What do you say? Yeah, who's this kid? Is this a girl? Yeah, she's like a secret agent, uh, oh. a whiz kid. John- a lot of shows of late, they, they're they're portraying the women as the uh, as the nerdy geeks oh. that know more than the guys. Say, hey, I can name about five shows where the head geek is a girl is, is a female. John. You know, do you recall you went to see that movie Avatar? Have you noticed anything in your television viewing behavior that has changed recently? I'm saying if I could download the flight management software to my laptop. We back it up, back it up. 
Where it's Back it up. So you're just at the beginning when she starts talking about the 800 megahertz. Yeah, process. I know. I heard that. I heard she's okay. Processing power. Sure. Well, most laptops are just as powerful. Mine certainly is. What are you saying? Well, I'm saying if I could download the flight management software to my laptop, we wouldn't need to fix the plane's computer. We could just use mine. You want to replace the flight computer with a laptop? Coffee maker in your galley? They flew to the moon with a chip one tenth that size. These are not advanced systems. Okay, so where do we get the software? No, no, but the, you don't know the one one element of this. Huh. Besides the fact that our laptop probably covered with puke in these situations, <laughs> she's got this laptop that somehow she's going to connect. Wait, are the pilot the pilots are hanging upside down while all this is taking place, right? Uh, they, well, we're not in the pilot in the front part of it. I don't know what's going well, on. Up well, there. who's flying the plane then? I had the computer upside. I have no idea. They <laughs> why, never show anybody why are we even flying. talking about this? Well, they, anyway, so she's, she's going to contact the manufacturer of the software that powers the plane's computer. Of course, you know, it's not as though that these things are processor dependent or they're, they're, they're operating system dependent or that they, they use special I.O. that you can't have on a laptop. And there's a no <laughs> yeah, way. Or, like, or like a plug that doesn't fit. There's no way in a million years that this scenario can even. But what is your point? What is your point? Like television is not real. Is that your point? No, that's not the point. The point is they've got one other little element here. For one thing, she's somehow contacting (laughs) manufacturers' (laughs) website from the air with her laptop. I guess up with Wi-Fi with a BitTorrent. Pulls out, and you can't see this. I have to explain it. She pulls out a USB key. Uh huh. Sticks it into the laptop and tells everybody it's a skeleton key that can break into any network. <laughs> well, this is mind control. So within two seconds, she plugs this thing in and she's on the network of the com- company somewhere in Boca Raton or who knows where they are. Fantastic. And downloading the software that would normally be running on the plane's computer because it's so easy to do that. And uh, it just, it just, it, good play. And I can't take explaining much more of it. Five minutes. We'll be in the storm by then. It's coming in close, but we don't have any other choice. What does that supposed to mean? What do you think it's supposed to mean? Uh, there's secrets. Okay, you don't have to play any more of it. But it go, it's it over. Like, there's none left. We played the whole thing. We played two. You know, that's two minutes of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> they, what they do then is somehow they get on the outside of the plane through the wheel. Okay, well, all right, stop, 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 stop. I'm just gonna shoot myself. <laughs> and you can't, I, John. I forbid you from watching that. This is what passes for entertainment in the United States. But it's, I wonder it's, how many people actually uh, believed any of that's even possible. Oh, oh, dude. And if you could fly the plane yourself, why can't you flip it back over? 
course you can. All you got to do is you got to point the nose, the nose down, which in this case would be pulling the stick back because you're upside down, and then you get some airspeed, and then you just uh, stick and rudder it around. It's not that problem. You point the thing down, you're not going to be upside down anymore, now will you? Duh. <laughs> now stop. Stop, John. You're making me crazy. We're wasting valuable time. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, I think we don't get... I think as punishment, we shouldn't play your Letterman clip after that. That was that was so real newsy. I don't understand why you can complain about this. All right, let's play. Uh, let's let's. I'll give, I got a new meme. Let's play this. <laughs> Secondhand smoke. Oh boy, the good. This will lead into some shantix uh, talk. Want me to hit play it. it? Yeah, hit it. Even if no one in your home smokes. Secondhand smoke can be closer than you think. Yeah, my ass. Smoke from a neighboring apartment can enter through the ventilation system. All right. Through cracks in the walls and even through floorboards and light fixtures. <laughs> Secondhand smoke is toxic and can harm you and your family. So... What was this for? Was that just to say, go, go arrest your neighbors? They have really a target. They just keep playing this. I've seen it three oh times. God. And I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm matching smoke coming out of the light, light fixture. Light fixture. Yeah. Well, I, you know, like, smoke coming in. Anyway, <laughs> while they're showing this commercial, all they show imagery is a bunch of little kids playing on the floor. Of course. And every so often, either a little wisp of smoke or coughing. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, this is probably all. This is probably when uh, Pfizer said they were going to step up their uh, shantix. This is probably just more ways to get people to take this wonder drug. I am convinced of it. Yeah, I think it really has something to do with it. We're going to outlaw smoking altogether uh, in your apartment. You can't smoke in your own house. Of course, that'll be forbidden because it's leaking through the light fixtures. Um, a and couple of uh, some little boy. Yeah. So this shantix uh, drug, this wonder drug. I just wanted to. Um, relay a couple of quick stories. So first of all, uh, uh, a kind of well-known musician, uh, Carter uh, Albrecht, who uh, played, uh, I have to say, played for Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. You remember them from What I Am, What I Am. Um, he was Not on really. Chantix. Wasn't that it? Is that what he did? I don't know the song yeah. or them, but anyway. Oh, Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians? Yeah, they're, they're known. He's from okay. uh, Texas. So the guy was... Uh, Completely, he was on Chantix and he was completely freaking out. And so he went over to his neighbor's house and was like pounding on his door and going crazy. And his neighbor like shot him. So he said, hey, oh, he, well, he said, I tried to give him like a warning shot through the door and he shot him in the head. Uh, you know, so it was boom. So that was one. Then New York Magazine has this fantastic article. All of these are linked in the show notes at noagendashow.com. Whoa, this guy uh, documents. Uh, him starting on the the great news drug from Pfizer on January 25th, and it winds up that he's like you know he's waking up at home with uh, business cards from people he can't remember meeting with sandwiches half eaten that he can't remember buying, um, completely off his rocker. It is the most scary <laughs> story in the world. Wow! And then um, I've been getting you know tons of emails from people saying you know. I'm freaking out on this stuff. Remember the girl Emily, whose um, whose email I read on the last show, yeah. where she was like, I, "I'm so crazy. I hate you, Adam, but I don't. I love you, and I just want to go kill myself or someone." And she's freaking out. So Levi, her boyfriend, he emails me. He said, "Dude, you know, I heard you read uh, 
Emily's note on the air. She's really, it's really rough, man. And now she, every, I played the show for, you know, I played our show for you, for her, and she stopped the, the shantics. But of course, that's when it gets the worst. It's like, that's like, then you're in cold turkey come down mode from this stuff that is like a combination of uh, uh, an, an eight ball and shrooms. Uh, and a and a cocaine bump up your ass all at the same time. How would you know this? I'm reliably informed, and so and I'm like you know, and it's just like, what are we gonna do? Because she's freaking out, and I said, do what Mickey did, start smoking. And you know, it's like you got to because that's what she did. You got to immediately start smoking. I said, you know, but don't get the you know Marlboro stuff with the formaldehyde. Get like American Spirit or something else. You know, so at least it's pure tobacco. And uh, whatever paper, but you know, it's kind of it's kind of organic, but still smoke. And he says, "You know what? I just wanted to say thank you, thanks to Mickey for the advice. It's working. Emily is now almost her her normal semi sane self again, and she's plugging the the show like crazy for everybody because we've saved her life. Another we life saved, saved. Another life saved thanks to no agenda. Uh, so th- you know." I hate to. I, I, I hate to. That we're pro- the guy's probably dead right because the, the the bad thing. I mean, this this is the worst situation that we've stumbled upon. It, luckily, the mainstream media is is picking up on it, but it's it's astonishing that it's gone as far as it has. It is an outrage. It's an absolute outrage, and and you know, and I'm sure you're right. This. This uh, secondhand smoke—it's all a part of the campaign. You know, they just want to get people off the off cigarettes, and, and I'm not against all that, but stop smoking. No, it's a, this is a this is a classic two-step marketing scheme. Yeah, where you create a situation that that when you go down the line, it benefits something you're trying to sell. And so you create the secondhand smoke, which which influences legislatures and makes people sit, think twice about it, you know. And there, and then you know, it, it, then the real long term of it is you have to get people to stop smoking because you're going to make it illegal, to, pretty much illegal. To which smoke of course gang. means that there'll be subsidies for stop smoking uh, medicines, and you know, of course, you know, yeah, this no, is what socialized the- healthcare is all about. It's going to be groovy. We'll all be walking around stoned on Chantix. But we won't be smoking. And so, uh, when I sp- when I see these things, these these meat, what I consider to be a meme, because it's uh, it's just too well. Then, by the way, this commercial is extremely well produced. Oh, really? I got to see it. It's very very slick. So, so, I mean, this is not a bunch of slouches here. So, if I can just take a moment here, John, since we have clearly, admittedly, saved a life, a human life. We have saved suffering. Probably saved quite a few. <laughs> well, but, but this is the, this is one that's documented. Yeah. We are lifesavers. I feel that's worth something. Yeah, it is. I feel that's worth some money, and I and I urge anyone within the sound of my voice to donate to this program. Some people have done so over the past couple of days since our last show. John, you want to give us a little rundown? Yeah, we got some uh, number of fifty dollar. Uh, we got we actually got pretty good numbers, but we didn't get a lot of big numbers. It's like little smaller donors which is which is great so but let's name the 50 dollar donors actually 66.60 you know people always love to do that uh, patrick right. blouth b l a u t h in dry oh man dry ike i think is a pronunciation germany deutschland d r e dry i c h ike dry ice dry ice it's like dry ice 
Only dry different. ice. Dry ice Germany. <laughs> dry ice. Uh, we also have dry John ice. Kelly, Ricky Pierce, John Petrucini, Laurie, and Laurie Corpy, who are on the Knights program. They, they, they came in. Somebody with no name came in, uh, but he wants us to plug yourdonation.com and feel the joy of giving. Which I think what is, is that? A, uh, and it's just a site, yourdonation.com. He just said, from your friends at yourdonation.com. Oh, your I know what this is. It's a music monetization. Yeah, it's a music site. Yeah, you donate to artists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Wallace, uh, who's actually a student uh, in Toledo, and he's sacrificing his Netflix account for our benefit. Well, I think you'll get a lot. Dude, you know what? You can know anywhere you go today. You can say, I help save a life. Uh, and then we have Sonia Fair, who actually donated to Dvorak Uncensored, but I thought I'd mention her. Uh, but it's 50. Claudia Gonzalez George. George, Gonzalez George is her last name, uh, in Norman, Oklahoma, which is where the University of Oklahoma is. In the, uh, uh, it's where the wind goes rustling down the plains, is it not? So, Norman, Oklahoma is a nice place. And then we had our uh, $222 from Val Communications and right. $100 from, uh, from Craig Lennox uh, in uh, New South Wales. And that's, uh, <clears throat> that's, that's it. it? That's yeah. it? That's what we get for saving a life? That's <laughs> the way it goes. You know what? Next time it's going to be your life we're saving. And then how are you going to feel? It might be. So uh, give us a... We need some more donations, we, no, we, no, I don't. I don't want to go too lightly, uh, John. No, no, I agree. Ever I mean, since it, the new year began, it's like everyone's like given to Haiti and stuff we, like that. Right. That, that's where the money went. Went to Haiti. And we also had a holiday this week, and I think that hurts our donations. Uh, NoahDvorak.org uh, slash N-A... Channel Dvorak.com slash NA or just go to the noagendashow.com and uh, and help us out this week. We'd like to get more than this. Uh, Why won't anyone do a benefit concert for us? <laughs> I can we call Joel Gallon. He'll produce it. Yeah, we got we live. Angie B and uh, Brother Love. How about a, a, a No Agenda uh, Charity concert uh, with with pod with uh, pod. What's it called? Pod, pod safe music safe. artists. That's what I was just saying. Brother Love, Angie B. That's my point, dude. Oh, how about how about a benefit concert where we just do no music? You just give us money. Well, they might as well do that with those other ones. You know, I was doing my own little concert. That, whoa, the whole building just shook. Whoa, Ooh. earthquake machine. That was weird. Well, wait, hold on. Let me see if it's an earthquake. Will it'll hit me in about. Uh, they come. I think there's 500 miles an hour. Whatever they. Travel. I mean, that was that was a. It was it was like someone slammed the door. Except you can't just slam the door in this building and that happened. It oh, was that like, slam the door sound is an earthquake. Really? Yeah. Well, I felt something. I literally just felt, and it felt yeah, like no, a little roll. Yeah, look, there must. Be, I'll, I'll check the earthquake center, but there could be a quake. Well, why don't you do that? Because, um, well, I tell you that once again. Oh yes. More lights over Norway, except now, and you'll love this is this has not even hit the lamestream mainstream media yet. Uh, so this is from a Finnish site, and uh, I've gotten a, you know done a Google Translate on it. And except now, oh, this is just, it's this is amazing when you see these pictures, and you can see them uh, in the show notes, noagendashow.com. This is from uh, the NRK, which I believe is the national uh, broadcaster in uh, in Norway. So right about the same spot, now we have waveforms that look suspiciously like, exactly, like an oscillation. 
which is exactly how, and of course, um, this is the time that you might see northern lights, but this is not northern lights when you see these pictures. It's also, it's not a UFO. This is clearly, um, here. in fact, uh, what do the officials over there say? Um, hold on a second. They said it was, uh, um, it might have been a jet at very high altitude breaking the sound barrier because it looks like sound waves. Well, please look in the show notes at noagendashow.com and please look at, and actually it's listed under Haiti, you will see where they did um, analysis uh, on the uh, seismograph before the uh, Haiti earthquake and you'll see all the anomalies. And this is what's showing up in the sky once again. So instead of it being this beautiful circle, now it's waves. Because that's what HARP does. HARP is a, a, an array of radio antennas. It's, antennas. it's a, a billion watts. It shoots it up to the ionosphere. And then they call it HARP because what it does is it hits the, ion, the ionosphere. It comes down back to Earth. And it's hitting with a certain frequency. And the Earth starts to vibrate. Just like the strings of a piano or a, uh, or a harp in this case, and when you see it, you see these pictures. You're gonna say, "Oh crap! That's that totally has to be harp." If you buy into it, if not, you know they probably just got really good satellite reception up there at that base because <laughs> it's a lot of antennas. And then, of course, uh, I'm I'm amazed that you didn't uh, blog this, John. I thought this would be totally for you. Um, in Turkey. Izmir, Turkey, a sheep gave birth to a, a dead baby lamb that has a human face. Yeah, this is actually over a week old. Yeah. Uh, no, it's I, January 14th I, is when it came out. So, yeah, it's, it is a week old. You're right. Did you blog uh, this? I Maybe one of the guys blogged it. I saw the story, and it was kind of gross. Because I remember... Kinda. <laughs> it's totally gross. A, you know, you, there every once in a while you see an animal like that with a flat face, and that uh, becomes. No, but this just, this looks very scary, and this is from uh, Agent, AFP, Agent France Presse. This is not like some, you know, not the National Enquirer. This is this is a serious yeah, no, it's a real uh, news story. outfit, yeah. And uh, I think it's a nothing to see here story, personally. Well, no, I think it's more of a. Um, <laughs> And now, back to real news. That's what I think it is. Yeah, okay. That's what I think Similar. it is. Not as good as my uh, discussion of the upside-down airplane, though. No, I ha- no, but I have real news for you. I've got. You want to hear some real news? I've got some real horrible news. First of all, there's a big problem in Europe right now. Because AB InBev, that's Anheuser-Busch InBev, it has been on strike for a week and we're running out of beer. Now it's time <laughs> to panic. The UK is getting angry because there's no more. You can, you, and you, there's other beer, but the Belgian beer is good. You know, everyone loves Belgian beer. Uh, they're down to their last uh, to their last supplies in the stores in Gitmo Nation Lowlands, where, by the way, they've just announced the red light district is going to close at night. Where's this? In Holland, in Amsterdam. You're talking about panic. They're going to close at night. Yes. <laughs> and and, and you day. have to be a minimum of 23 years old uh, to stand in the windows. So they're going to close between... Uh, what is wrong with this country? Between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. It'll be closed. Yeah. So you have to get your jollies in before 4 a.m. What's and, the reason for the age restrict? What is the age of consent in Holland? 16. 
So can you work for a living at 16? Yeah. Can you get a job? Do you need a work permit? You, what was that? Dude, are they coming to get you? It's a garbage truck going by. Those things are so noisy, it's right. astonishing. So, uh, yeah, at 16, you can get a job. Legally. Well, then why can't the girls in, the, in those rooms because it's, be 16? Because Gitmo Nation Lowlands is in lockdown status, John. It's, why do you think all these Dutch people are listening to the show and donating money? Although, haven't seen much of it today. But yeah, they're in total lockdown. They, these people are being crushed. Crushed. It's Iceland is first. They've got Iceland. Boy, have you been following Iceland? No, not at all. Oh, my goodness. Well, of course, the, the Dutch and the, and the British governments bailed out the ice, uh, ice save bank situation and gave their citizens their money back. Which, of course, was primarily, you know, like government officials who had messed all their money because of, you know, they knew how the scam worked. And now Iceland has to pay back. And, and they're not, you know, the parliament is just voting without even showing the parliament what the deal is because they have to pay back uh, the, uh, the UK and, uh, and the Netherlands. And it's, it's bankrupting the, company, the whole country. And the people aren't allowed to see the deal of the payback. And uh, you've got like pirate parties starting, and uh, it's, it's going to be total revolution there. Total. They're being completely annihilated. And of course, you know, they can't get into the European Union because of all this, and the IMF is putting the screws to them. Iceland, I, I, I feel horrible. And no one's talking about them because it's Iceland, you know, gives a crap about Iceland. The, the oldest working democracy. Thank you. Very good point. And the first one. To, to to topple, literally topple. I got. I'll put a couple of links in about Iceland. It's it's horrible, horrible what is happening there. So uh, yeah, Gitmo Nation Lowlands. Oh man, don't make me laugh. No no no. There's no freedom there. People are like, oh, it's such a liberal place. No way. Absolutely not. You can't fart without paying a tax. And you know they've got the black boxes coming to the cars there to track you wherever you go. Meanwhile, back at home. Sounds like Singapore. Now you can still chew gum in Holland. But that's about it. <clears throat> that may uh, end. So Ron Paul, Congressman, Congressman Ron Paul, who, of course, uh, people were laughing at during the last presidential election. They're laughing at him. Uh, so the guy's been pretty right, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say he's been kind of on the money with everything? John? Yeah, no, I'm I've, I've, uh, 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 a fan. Okay, good. So on the 15th of January... He uh, was doing his campaign for liberty. You know, he took uh, whatever was left of his uh, campaign money and he started the campaign for liberty. And he's in Atlanta, Georgia. And I want you to hear what he says about the CIA. Now, this is a U.S. congressman, the one who's been right about... Now, uh, when was this done? Uh, it says 15th. Yeah, 15th of uh, January. Okay, so this so is recent. Week. Yeah, last week. Last week. Uh, listen to what he's saying. I mean, but they're, they're almost like they live in a different world. The military's down, the morale is down, the money is in there, and they're going looking for a couple more wars to fight. Yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever. But no, we don't have to worry. It's not the military anymore because uh, it's um, there's been a coup. Have you heard? It's the CIA coup. The coup, the CIA runs everything. Did you hear that? He said the CIA runs everything. He says it's been a coup. The CIA has uh, has committed a coup on the U.S. military. The CIA runs everything. One more time. Because uh, it's uh, there's been a coup. Have you heard? It's the CIA. He said there's been a coup. Have you heard? <laughs> it's like have you? It's like a song. There's been a coup. Have you heard? 
uh, it's um, there's been a coup. Have you heard? It's the CIA coup. The coup. The CIA runs everything. They run the military. They're the ones who are over there lobbing missiles and bombs on on these countries. It's not even the military that does that. The CIA runs this. And, of course, the CIA is every bit as secret as uh, the uh, Federal Reserve. And yet, think of the harm that they have done since they were established since World War II. They are a government unto themselves. They're in businesses. They're in drug businesses. And and, uh, and they take on dictators. So he says, you know, they're uh, funded by the Federal Reserve. They're running drugs. It's like a U.S. congressman saying this. It's pretty, pretty wild. Let's see how long he lives. No, don't make jokes like that. I'm not. No, don't make. I mean, you know, it's not a joke because he's gone. He's been so right about everything before. Could be so. Oh, well, you know, he like my uncle Don said. What the kook from Texas? <laughs> and uncle gets, Don's a smart guy. He gets the. Uh, he 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 plays the crackpot game. Yeah, that's well. true. Yeah, he's smart. And he has... Uh, Don't want to get none of that. But he's... Uh, that's for a congressman to be going off like that. That's about pretty big. the uh, CIA and the uh, drug uh, trade, which, of course, we talk about. You know, Afghanistan is obviously some sort of a drug deal going on. Uh, it's ridiculous. And... Uh, for all we know, those agents that were blowed up, it may have been part of a drug deal gone bad. I mean, that's what every time you have a murder in New York, that's what they always think. Yeah. Drug deal gone bad. I was also following last night on C-SPAN. I don't have any clips or articles, but uh, there's this inquiry. And, of course, they have to go and blow it. They call him the Christmas bomber. What the hell is that? That's no meme. They moved no, away. Terrible. First, they had underwear. You know, of course, crotch bomber is the only appropriate term. So it's the Christmas bomber. And we got uh, Napolitano sitting there. We've got, um, uh, what is it, Blair, I think. Is it Blair? So we got that dude who runs that uh, kind of freaky, uh, you know, security department of all things security. And, and, uh, and they start asking the question like, so... Who was responsible for Miranda? So the whole thing is about why is he going to civil court instead of uh, being waterboarded? And boy, there was a lot of like, we know that, um, uh, what is it, uh, covert or non-field manual listed interrogation techniques work. Or extra, was it extra as an outside of, extra field, uh, military field manual interrogation techniques. We know they work. I.e. waterboarding. So who made the decision so this to... This is that meme about we know they work. <laughs> yeah. How does that meme even make any sense with all the evidence that says that the stuff doesn't work? Yeah, I don't know. Have you noticed how that... I mean, that has slipped into... I mean, the the the, the entire Fox News organization has the... it It's it's torture, but it works. It But it works, but it works, but it works. But it doesn't work. That's the, the point of it. The only reason you do it is because you want to torture somebody. And 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 the funny thing is, is you know, like they're sitting. There, why don't they just waterboard these people and get the get the whole session over with? Here, Napolitano, I'm going to ask you a question. I'll let you answer it once, then I'm going to waterboard you, and you'll answer it again, and then we'll have the answer. You know, you'll she'll give up like in three seconds. So anyway, so the question is, who Mirandized this guy? And I guess once you read someone the Miranda rights, and that's it, right? Is that is that it? Then they can then then. If you tell someone you have the right to remain silent, then they have that right. It's like a knighthood, and then all of a sudden you can't do anything else. You can't waterboard the guy. Is that kind of how it works, John? I don't know. 
Well, anyway, so they go down the line, and it's uh, 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 Napolitano. 2.5, here, wait, here it is. 2.5 earthquake hit out of Milpitas about the time you were, I think, if I got my times right here. Oh, that just, was This earthquake. is just reported. It takes forever to get this thing on the site. Well, not forever, just a few minutes, but uh, it was in... Uh, it, felt, it felt like a little tremor, definitely. Yeah, it was probably this. It was a, it was a nothing. I'm surprised you, you whatever the land because I didn't feel a, a, anything. Well, remember so they've, they've that been you, knocking that, the gr- they've been knocking the ground out here across. Uh, this yeah, whole you, you, yeah, that's thing. a piece of crap where you where your yeah. building is, and yeah. that, that if there was a real quake, that whole building would probably fall apart. No, my building won't. My building's sturdy. Please tell me. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. So maybe this maybe I should. Hey, you know what? Earthquake machines don't exist. What am I saying? I must be foolish to think that. Anyway, go ahead with the uh, the. So uh, so they go down the line, and it's uh, and these are the three people, the top people of um, Homeland Security and uh, and and the CIA above the CIA actually, and they all say, uh, "Well, I don't know." And it was the it was Justice Justice Department as well. Oh, I don't know. Uh, no one asked me if they could Mirandize him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who did it. The FBI did it. it, it, it I think the FBI is going to get blamed for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm by the way wrong about the earthquake. This was this is reports from yesterday. Oh, sorry. Another thing that was kind of disturbing. Let's just switch gears for a second. Um, so this Steve Brown guy, uh, and I just want to throw my two cents in about this. Um, we haven't done a lot of. I have so much uh, Gitmo Nation East European news, but this has been kind of an. Well, we did Haiti. That's halfway. Um. So Steve Brown comes kind of out of nowhere, and the whole thing, and I'm telling you, this it could not be more entertainment. It could not be more like wrestling, what has just happened before our very eyes. So we've got uh, this beautiful-looking black man in the White House, and uh, he's trying to do all kinds of stuff, and everyone's yelling about health care. And then all of a sudden, uh, we got, uh, because of the great health care we have, uh, took him a while, but Ted Kennedy dies. And he, they kept him alive for a long time on health care that works, as far as I'm concerned. He dies, and then his seat opens up. And in Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, where it's it's been, you know, this is the, the bluest of all blue states. Democrats have, I guess, ruled there forever, if I can believe the reports. All of a sudden, it's up for grabs. And uh, the president even goes, and he gets heckled as he tries to show his support for the uh, for the Democratic candidate, Coakley. And then all of a sudden, there's this dude who's been riding around in a pickup truck who's beautiful, beautiful white man. <laughs> and uh, and he's, a, he's an ex-model. He, uh, he was naked an actor. Model. Naked model. He was an actor. He's a good-looking man. You know, he's beautiful. Beautiful family. You know, it's like total clean cut. The shit we used to joke about in Europe. His when wife's we talk an about, anchor on the news. Yeah, we used to joke about this when I was living in Europe. Like, American politicians are so fake. They got fake hair, fake tans, fake teeth. This is that guy. <laughs> and and he has no real. He's got a political career, you know. Yeah, he went. He was state senator, and before that, he was like something of something. But he's you know he's a, he's a rookie. Remind you of anybody? Yeah. But the Tea Party, because I looked at TeaParty.org, they're hailing this as as like the savior because of course he takes this ma- this magic legendary sixtieth seat. So the 
Democrats don't have a, a filibuster-proof supermajority. Super no, no, wait a minute. Stop. They don't have a supermajority. They have <laughs> they have 59 votes, which can pass anything, and they own the House. But And they have a president that's a Democrat. But they can't. Now they're screwed because of this one vote. Right. Give me a break. These guys right. are whiners. They're looking for an excuse to get out of this. To get deal. out of it. And so I was thinking. So first, I'm seeing all this. I'm like. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm just the only person who sees it. I see, you know, like, we've got the beautiful-looking black man. He's not doing too well. As they said on John Stewart's show, and they, they, you know, he's not a magic Negro, which just cracked me up, that whole skit. And, uh, and then we've got this beautiful-looking, clean-cut white guy. And it's like, he's coming in. He's like the hero. And he's, it's the people's vote. And the independents have shown the way. And the Tea Party is, which, by the way, I think would be horrible if the Tea Party really endorsed this guy. I mean, he could be fast-tracking right up to the presidency because he is a Republican. Um, well, it's, so, the only way you, it's always a possibility because, you know, they're going to, I believe, the, this, I think that Sarah is still, Sarah Palin is still the, uh, the, uh. Well, we need to fight. Of course, we need the beautiful man and the beautiful woman to fight it out with each other. Of course. It's, it's theater, John. It is complete theater. We know the Democrats are running everything. It actually had something on the ball. I'm kind of annoyed by the, the, another meme that I keep hearing, and I've heard it a number of times. It mostly comes out of Fox, which, of course, is a, uh, we believe is a Democrat run organization, so it'd be, it would be disinformation to. Yes. These these memes would be created for the purposes of screwing things up, yep. and uh, the memes. Well, you know, I wish you could remember who's who's saying this, but it was somebody, and they were dead serious. We need a, you know, what we really need as a president is a common person, just a guy off the street, somebody who right, who, who, who drives a pickup truck. Yeah, right. Someone who just represents every man. Someone who's not, you know, some overeducated Hoy Floyton guy who can speak 40 languages. And I'm thinking if you take a look at the founding fathers, especially the the Tea Party people should particularly reexamine this. Because the founding fathers, these guys, if you start looking at their bios, they're all geniuses. They were extremely intelligent. They were well-read. They were well-traveled. They weren't like George Bush, who had never before he became president even left the United States, except perhaps to cross over to the Mexico to drink. <laughs> to go get some tequila. He was never anywhere. And Sarah Palin's never been anywhere. She's pretty much of a local girl that just has never seen anything. So you get no, you know, you get no confluence of ideas. You're just kind of basically, you're just, you know, a, a, a local yokel. And they want that to be the president. You don't want that to be the president. You want somebody that's smarter than you to be the president, not somebody dumber than you to be the president. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. But just the meme is out there and they keep pushing it. So I had a thought about this. So you had a pretty interesting theory about um, about the the health insurance stocks, which, of course, were skyrocketing. Could this be the dump? Is this, uh, did it, what happened? Have you been tracking it? Because your idea. Well, my, so we when, go over the theory, which was that yeah, they were going to put. They they had to push this this bill, this health care bill. The reason they pushed it through the Senate is, I mean, they and they actually ramrodded it through there because they had to get it finished and into committees to consolidate the two bills, and that's when they could slip in the public option back and then roll it back into the uh, to the two houses to 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 uh, vote for this particular situation that scenario that i described which was some a month or two ago not even not even not even a month ago. well it was a month ago but it was before 
the failure in Massachusetts. The entire scenario did rely, I believe, on having the supermajority because that's the only way you could prevent some sort of a screw up. And they, the Democrats, with all their arrogance and sanctimonious style, honestly believed that this annoying woman, Coakley, who I believe lost not because of any political perspective, but because she was not well liked. She was a very, she didn't, she made a lot of faux pas. She misspelled the, the state's name. She was critical of one of the great. All, all stuff that is totally avoidable and trainable. And I think um, she threw the match. I don't think so. I think she blew the match, and I don't think she threw the match. But you, that theory is, is valid. Thank you. But I'm not seeing it. But but it is valid. <clears throat> the point is, now they have a situation that they, they they lose that one crappy vote seems to have, have set them back, even though it really shouldn't, because you can still pass whatever you want. But there's one little wild card here that I think we're going to, we may or may not see. And I think it's going to be an attempt, perhaps, by the Republicans to actually filibuster. Now, we haven't had Well, a of good- course, we've already, I mean, we're flying the plane upside down. Here we come. We've got to plug in the USB stick because we've got the skeleton key. I mean, it's, it's drama. It's written. Yeah, John, we're, we're, this is so right. obvious. They need, they need to put something in the 10 o'clock slot, which will be NBC Dateline on NBC, owned by GE, Immelt in there with Obama. They're creating drama for the 10 o'clock slot. Now, but here's the wild card that's not being paid. Nobody's paying any attention to, <clears throat> including you. <clears throat> in the Internet age, we have never seen a filibuster. Wait, we, we have. Know. We have Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Well, besides seeing the uh, <laughs> with Brad Pitt, come on, we I I got that on BitTorrent, so stop. That's not true. But all right, I'll take we have point. not seen a real filibuster on the internet during the internet era, and uh, this it is perfect. This is great entertainment, but it might not be. The possibility exists that this thing would be such a, a snore fest that it would just make the Republicans look like idiots, because which is very easy to do. I, I don't dis- know. I'm, I'm sorry. I, no, I, think I disagree. I think it's a big gamble. I disagree. I guarantee you, if you give me access, I can make a reality show out of a filibuster. I can already see it. 10 o'clock tonight, the filibuster continues. Our formula is this. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. NBC must see TV tonight. The filibuster continues. Continues. <laughs> Possibly. It's possible if you get the right people in there. But what I'm seeing thus far is I'm not seeing these. Uh, I'm not seeing it. I but think possible. I, I mean, we'll, I we'll be cutting, live, yeah, we'll be cutting had, live to it. If you had a good producer doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we'd, we'd have a show. And we can have uh, then we can have a dramatizations of it. We can have behind the scenes. We can have the triage unit where these guys like passing out. You know. You'd have it. No, it'd be just like the uh, the Jack the Michael Jackson trial, which became this huge carnival. Thank and you, reporters. We didn't and- even see that much in the. Tr- we'll have sketches. We'll have uh, composite sketches of what's going on, but it'll be live on C-SPAN. It'll be live, well, screw, screw C-SPAN. Uh, Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper Vanderbilt here for Anderson Vanderbilt 360. Yeah, while well, we're here, uh, right behind this very door is where the filibuster continues. You probably saw some of the high drama tonight. Let's take a look at the videotape. I'm sorry, that was Warner Wolf. But, God. But, 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 uh, 
I, I like what you're saying. I think we it could come to that. You still haven't looked at the uh, the financials for these uh, insurance companies for me. Oh, you wanted me to do that in real time? Can you do it just real quick? Just take a quick look. Don't you have your portfolio all set up? I, I was going to put money on this. I, I, I was totally buying into your theory. I think the theory is still valid. But it's a pump and dump. So they pumped it up. The, it was the highest in 52 years, the the stock uh, prices of these companies, when uh, when they went in around uh, before you even – it was around the same time when you said this is the theory. You said, look, all these stocks are up, but everyone's short, especially all all of these senators and, and, uh, and congressmen who do on average 12% better – with their stock portfolios, they always leave government rich. It used to be they just go back to their tractor, their farming job. And by the way, the, the men who wrote the Constitution were farmers and blacksmiths and kind of crazy dope-smoking dudes. They, weren't, they were genius, but not because they were so educated. They weren't a bunch of lawyers. And, uh, and so your theory was that uh, they're going to pull the public option, but maybe we pull the whole thing all together, really dump it. So these stocks must have tanked. They must be tanking on this mm-hmm. news. Why would they be tanking on? Oh, you mean because people are worried? Yeah, sick. because, yeah, the, the, the meme is out there that, wait a minute, this th- they're already talking about, you know, the whole thing not passing at all. Yeah, I know, but that wouldn't. Yeah, but see, that wouldn't tank the stock. It would tank the pump and dump deal. Well, so how's it but doing? This, so this, well, the stocks are, are they're not at their highs. It's, I'm looking at various stocks here. I haven't. I need to find one of the one of the um, Anderson Coop turd. One of the uh, uh, <laughs> thanks chat room. Anderson Coop turd <laughs> here in the in the hallowed halls of the Capitol. I'm Anderson Coop turd. Where the where tonight we continue. Here's a, here's a spider. This might work. I'm looking for some uh, kind of an index that would have looks trade trade most of so, okay well here's a uh, one of these uh, ETFs this thing hit the rock bottom about 25 bucks and it's and it's moved up to it's uh, there's no evidence it's everything's still moving up one of our producers sent uh, sent a money making idea to us and he said we should put together an ETF on uh, the senator's stock portfolios. He says, you know, you can probably get that information. It must be public somewhere, and you just put an ETF together and track it, and you, That's you'll win. That's not a bad idea. I'll talk yeah. to Horowitz He about said you that. should do it before Goldman Sachs does. You know? <laughs> you, what would you call it? The Senate, the Senate ETF or the yeah, Senate? Yeah, something like that. You have to have a really jazzy name well, for we, it. You know, we got to have a joke name. So that we yeah, all know, joke, we got joke. <laughs> it's a joke name. I was like, everyone's in on the gag, but we'd all make lots of money. It would be great. So democracy, by the way, John, as uh, as we're kind of on uh, the government, uh, democracy in the United States is officially over uh, as of this morning. As the Supreme Court came down with a very interesting decision, you were probably uh, basting your meat or printing out your uh, your no, notes. No, I actually have it on my printout. You want to talk about this? Because this is a very important vote, uh, five to four vote, and I'm not quite sure who voted how. Uh, but in the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, overturned a 20-year ruling that says corporations are prohibited from using money from their general treasuries to pay for campaign ads. This, of course, uh, opens the door for labor unions to participate more freely in campaigns um, and basically indoctrinate people because we we choose our presidents and our representatives in the united states the same way we choose our peanut butter by repetitious advertising on television you pretty much 
So it seems like this kind of surprised me that um, that Sonia Sotomayor was against it. That she was against what? She was against this ruling, but she voted against this taking place. And I well, thought for sure ruling, she'd be this, on board. this ruling assumes I, I doesn't surprise me because this ruling assumes uh, the, the media has twisted it to give it to the labor unions. Oh, the labor unions, they're going to do something, you know, uh, I don't know why, because the fact that which is the scare. I don't know who, because the fact of the matter is this ruling is designed to give corporations an easier street, an easier route into pumping tons of money you know like campaigns uh, monsanto for example you're you're, you're just too fast on the draw for me john would be one of the companies that would be very much into this sort of thing now uh soda mayor may actually be uh, honest about the fact that this is a bad thing uh the other guys are you know or i don't know what they're thinking I mean, we should have a. I think that that old law that where you could, corporations can't donate a nickel to anybody is is more apt. Which is what it was, but now it's over. That's gone. No, they could still donate through various. Well, you know, yeah, we, they they force all their employees and all that. And there's a million well, there's ways also that it's there's done. All, these these. But these now, various. but now you can just you don't have to hide it. You know, it's like boom. You know, here's a check. Go for it. Yeah, I think if I was them, I'd be hiding it anyway. So uh, actually, we never got back to to Steve uh, Steve Brown. I couldn't find because uh, you know he raised a lot of money. Where did he get his money from? That's what that's the first thing I want to know, and I can't find it anywhere. I guess that, that reporting takes place much later. After <laughs> when it the doesn't sun- matter, yeah, when it doesn't matter, I'd like to well, know. I'm it, guessing well, he got his money from health. Here'd be my bet. Yeah. Uh, uh, Archer Daniels Midland, yeah. uh, Monsanto, and Healthcare Industry. Healthcare industry. That's yeah. where he got his money. I guess you're right. But you know what? Coakley probably got her money from the same guys. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Plus the Duh. SEIU. So. Um, so uh, just uh, I, I, I hesitate to do it, but I kind of have to. Uh, but I'll move right. A, I'll, see, this makes up for my. No, I'll move away from it. It just starts with swine flu. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, Gitmo Nation, the Netherlands. Remember the uh, the guy who was pushing the vaccine in the Netherlands? We have that uh, uh, that video clip of him popping open a cognac uh, or a champagne when uh, they find out that uh, the first person had H one N one in the Netherlands. Like, yay! You know, now we can distribute the vaccine. So they're investigating him uh, for uh, having being funded by uh, pharmaceutical companies. As he was, uh, you know, he was the advisor to the government. But now the World Health Organization has uh, released a report from their expert working group, and of course the WHO, uh, you know, they they uh, Im- implemented the level six pandemic. They changed the rules on it a couple months before all this stuff hit, and of course we've had about forty percent of the mortality rate of swine flu that we have of uh, regular flu on this wave. Of course, another wave could come. But now they're saying, well, you know, we're, uh, we've got to find a financial mechanism for funding the World Health Organization's mandate of transferring health technologies to the developing world. And they came up with the following ideas. Uh, an arms trade tax, which would be a 10% tax on the uh, weapons trade. Okay, well, a financial transaction tax, 
which would be levied on paying bills online. So if you pay your bill, they're going to tax you over that. That was kind of interesting. But my most favorite was a digital tax uh, yielding uh, at uh, billions of U.S. dollars from a broad, broad base of users by taxing the amount of bandwidth you use. I've where'd got to you, say, where'd you read this? I, I've got the report right here. It's from. Uh, I've got. It's a PDF, even. From the. Well, that uh, doesn't mean anything. Okay, I'll, I'll send you the. Uh, I'll send you a link to a site where I got it from. Hold on a second. <clears throat> the link's right there, and you can take a look. Uh, about uh, the second paragraph, there's the PDF to the report. It looks like an official report. And it sounds like them. I mean, come on. They, these guys aren't hiding anything. <laughs> we know that. And if you go to page uh, 9, John, there's the financing proposals. Having considered a wide range of options, the working group put forward the following fundraising proposals based on the likelihood they can generate new funds for health research and development in a sustainable way. This who's needs to be dismantled. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's that a, woman that runs it is is I. She Cho, seems like a moron. Yeah, yeah. She's frightening. She's frightening. Well, she reminds me of Miss Swan that used to be the character on the uh, on the uh, Mad TV show. <laughs> I never really watched that show. No, there's this one character that Alex Borstein, I think, her last name did, and. Uh, so, of course, uh, you know, um, typically I would have said uh, of the uh, the Massachusetts victory, I would have said, oh, well, you know, they, you know, they used uh, the, the Diebold machines, which are have been proven to be hackable. So, uh, and, I, and again, it was a part of the big, the big push to get some new 10 o'clock drama on NBC. The whole idea is to create some kind of reality show with a filibuster. Uh, I'm pretty sure they rigged the machines. And um, they've got another little trick up their sleeves, which is uh, the uh, legislation which is coming up and is probably being hidden by uh, Hope for Haiti now, universal voter legislation. Oh, yeah. Which is very interesting because the way universal voter legislation works is every single list the state has... So, you know, it used to be really hard to get people to register to vote. So we've come up with this brilliant idea. We'll just register you automatically. No matter wh- what list we've got from you, if we have a, 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 a telemarketing phone list, anything we've got, we're automatically registering you to vote. And, of course, what you'll see there is all of these people, most of them dead, will wind up voting. Because, you know, it's easy to implement that into the deep Now, here's the here. This, this comes from a meme that the left has been passing around. Uh, and I and I pulled it off the Thom Hartman show, which apparently <laughs> is a speech given to a Christian. Is that from Sean Hartman and the Canadian in the morning? <laughs> this was pulled from apparently a speech that somebody named Paul. I'm not sure who this is. Paul Weyrich, I guess, was a, a Republican strategist who was given to a mega church about 15 years ago. If you play this, this is, this is what is triggering because uh, this meme has been going on for a while. And the, and the Democrats have conclu- concluded that uh, they, they uh, have to d- implement this other process. Play this clip. I'm sorry. Which one is it? Paul Weyrich. Oh, got it. Now, many of our Christians have what I call the goo-goo syndrome. (laughs) Good government. They want everybody to vote. 
I don't want everybody to vote. Elections are not won by a majority of people. They never have been from the beginning of our country, and they are not now. As a matter of fact, our leverage in the elections quite candidly goes up as the voting populace goes down. Brilliant. So, um, brilliant. There is a, uh, of course, if you, this somewhat out of context because if you're running a campaign or you're running for office, you obviously don't want everybody to vote. You want only people that will vote for you to vote. Yeah, of course. So that's the <laughs> logic. I mean, that's really the underlying logic, which makes nothing but sense. The, but this is seen as some sort of, the, the commentary here is interesting because it reflects on a number of issues that are going on. The first one is is that, well, let's just get everybody to vote because apparently the Republicans, when, when everybody votes, they tend to vote a little bit toward the Democratic side. Uh, especially if they're dead or if they're, uh, <laughs> it, it does help if you are deceased d for so, democrat d for deceased you know, and once you get universal thing. voter registration you you know just basically the the uh uh wide open for voter fraud which is another reason that this guy was discussing this now there is an un- but there's an underlying belief amongst the liberals in particular that and cuz clinton has said this i remember when he came on the um the um it was Letterman or Leno at the time, and uh, he said that we're going to win this time. He says it turns out that the people are voting in this particular round of elections are highly educated. And then Clinton made this comment. And as you know, if somebody's highly educated, oh, they're yes. more likely to vote Democratic. This, the Democrats earnestly believe that they're uh, superior, that they're superior. They have a superiority complex. Yes, that's absolutely true. But what's wrong with this picture is the fact that, and I think the big botch of the Obama administration, which people have to take into account, is that he had three things he kept hounding on. It was education, health, and energy. And the and and the two things, the first thing he actually went after was energy with cap and trade and global warming. And even though it didn't go very far because of one thing or another, the next thing he 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 did, or almost kind of in parallel, was his health care reform. What has he done about education? Because the real problems of this country. Yeah, how about how about money for college? Wasn't that a big promise? There's a bunch of stuff, but if he had gone after education, you can take that to the bank. If he had gone after education initially instead of these other two things and, and, and put that in place, if the Democrats are correct in their belief that once you're, if you're smarter and go to college, you're going to vote Democratic. You'd want more people to be smart and go to you'd college. More people to be smarter than go to college. The opposite is true, late- John. We all know that they want us to be dumb. This is why homeschooling is being outlawed. Exactly. They want us to be dumb. And the fact that Obama's done nothing. And, and by the way, if he, he would have been very easily successful doing education, who's going to vote against half this stuff? You can't do it. You get voted out. And it wouldn't be a big, it wouldn't be as horrible a, a problem for him as he's created for himself because he's got these other things which are impossible to conquer. But education's not. And he does nothing about education. That's what he should have started with. So obviously he didn't really have anything. He didn't want education. He wants to screw the public. John C. Dvorak, pet peeve of the day. I figure if I get worked up like that, then you'll play that clip. Absolutely. Yeah. A quick little note from one of our producers through the email uh, from Michelle Malkin's website, uh, responding to this uh, Ron Paul, the CIA coup of the Army. Uh, essential piece, uh, special quote from the piece. He is essentially, here it comes, John. 
He is essentially a conspiracy theorist whose presence <laughs> in Congress is much more problematic than beneficial for conservatives and the GOP with whom he's nominally associated. You know, they're gonna they're not gonna kill him with uh, two to the head. They're gonna they're just gonna smear him. They're gonna completely smear him. And, oh no, uh, they they can't. He's already been smeared. No, no, no. But but you know, they, Fox keeps pulling him in. Uh, for quotes, and they're going to stop now. This, they're going to be. They're going to take. Maybe it's this quote that is going to. This is this is the Howard Dean quote. This is the Howard Dean quote for Ron Paul. You mark my words. They're going to complete. Yeah, marginalize him completely. That was and, Howard Dean saying that. No, 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 no. That was Michelle Malkin saying that. But you remember Howard Dean? He had the Dean scream that blew his whole chance oh, right, for ever right. becoming so president. Michelle Malkin. Yes, Michelle Malkin. Yes. Really? Yeah, because she's run by the Democrats, John. Come on. Come on. You know this. She is COINTELPRO if I've ever seen it. And I know you that, like her. That is a giveaway. That's a dead giveaway. That is giveaway. COINTELPRO, definitely. Dead giveaway. Yeah, she should have just shut up about that. Yep. So we're on to Michelle Malkin now. You know, there's only going to be two people left. That's a shame. There's nobody left. I mean, Glenn <laughs> gonna be us. is just a comedian. <laughs> yeah, just us. <laughs> Just you and me talking on the Skypes, my friend. <laughs> Only twice a week because we can't afford to quit our lousy day jobs to do it more often. That'll that'll be it. You're not getting, I don't see any big funding coming in from the CIA. If they were smart, I mean, how how does COINTELPRO work? Why wouldn't they fund us? I don't get it. It makes no That's sense. It's it totally baffling. It is, it is a mystery. <laughs> you know what it is? They're not listening. They don't care. <laughs> internet? Internet. No one gives a crap about the... If we were on real radio, then, then we'd be rolling in the dough. So... We'd have books. Globes, come on. Crap. Really? I have something I have to say. Okay, Golden Globes. I saw the Golden Globes. You watch. Wait a minute. Listen, I saw a part of them. You saw the entire show, and you're complaining to me. May I point out that I live with an actor? So it's essential show business uh, homework for her. But I will say we have a lot of fun just sitting there like the two old dudes from the Muppets and making fun of everybody. So I, it was quite enjoyable. But I watched the whole thing. I'm kind of a fan of Ricky Gervais. Um, and uh, I, I personally, I, there was a lot of very English-oriented British humor, and I thought it was very funny. Uh, and I think a lot of it was lost on uh, on uh, on some of the American audience. Like, ooh, I can't believe he said that. Ooh, you know, he, he cracking some jokes about Haiti and stuff. And yeah, that's uh, the deprecating uh, kind of defacing humor that the Brits are known for that I actually like very much. I love the fact that he drank a beer on TV, and it was a real beer. And, of course, right after that, the first commercial was Stellar Artois, one of the biggest uh, sponsors of the show. So that was just complete placement. Uh, Stella, by the way, probably no longer being delivered thanks to the uh, the horrible crisis in the beer sector of AB InBev, <laughs> <laughs> which is horrible crisis. It's a huge crisis. Crisis in the beer sector. <laughs> oh, ooh, let me mark that one. That that's a good one, John. That's uh, that's. I think yours is better, but that's not bad. No, that's not a bad. So uh, okay, so the Mad Men show wins the best drama on tv and as they all come up and the, the dude has a beard the, sorry the, the the what's his name oh John? yeah the main guy's got a beard yeah, he's yeah, got a beard yeah, it looks kind of good on him yeah he looks fine yeah. but anyway he, he's kind of a goofball i've seen him on one, one of the talk shows he's not 
He's a better actor than he is a personality. Anyway, so he uh, the the, produ- the producer comes out and 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 he immediately sees him winding up. He says, "Well, I'm glad that he's making some comments because they're telling me to wind up already." Right. He, he hasn't was- even said anything. He didn't say one. Well, here, well, here was the problem. So what they did wrong with this show, and I noticed it from the first award, they didn't have a path. For the winners to get on stage, everyone's like, "Oh, do I go left? Do I do go right?" Uh, well, there was that too. Yeah, it was horrible. I mean, but we these wasted- guys got on stage real quick because they were right off on the side, so they got right on stage. And just as he got on stage, they're telling him to wrap it. And but and so I started watching this thing. Why are they making these? poor schlubs rap when they won the best of and they should be able to ramble on as long as they want no, to. No, no, because we had Leo. And uh, Marty and uh, Bobby coming on no, stage. No, that's not the reason. I was timing this. The reason was unless it was a show done by NBC or a movie by NBC ah, Universal, they rash, right. r- rushed are, them off the stage. You are so right. Hmm. There was I'll one give you, NBC I'll give you Universal that movie. They came out and they talked for hours. Yeah, I give you that. You are so right. Bingo. And there were a couple of good anti-NBC jokes like... Uh, you know, saying to other networks, like, thank you for believing in 10 o'clock primetime drama. Oops, slam. Uh, I love Gervais. Man, had a couple of good NBC zingers. And by the way, the executives have no humor when it comes to that. Oh, no. They do not like it. They do not like it. Ricky Gervais, they already were slamming him the next day. Ratings up, Gervais down. He's out. He'll never, he'll, he will <laughs> never work for NBC again. Well, he, I don't think he, he works for, uh, no, yes, he, he has, for, he, you're right. He, he does, does, right. Yeah. He works for NBC. Yeah. yeah. Where's the office? That's why he got that job. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's in for a big surprise. That's okay. <laughs> CBS would love to have him. And by the way, talking about uh, executives with no sense of humor, the clip we're going to play after we wrap the show, which is a Letterman clip, discusses this exact issue. Really? This is, I mean, we were in simpatico here. Yeah. Hey, hey, we're totally in simpatico. So do you want to play a couple more of your clips before we leave? Because you've got... Um, I only have one. No, you have two. You've got Nukes Iran oh, Israel. Oh, you've got, oh. What you, oh. Yeah, hey, John, bummer. Sounds like a bummer clip. The Nukes Iran Israel <laughs> clip is an extreme bummer. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on. Come on, okay. do it, do it, do it. Let me set it up. This is the most depressing clip I collected, and I don't know if we can even talk about it. We can just play it, and then we can just say, gee, give some money to No Agenda Show. Uh, <laughs> this is a at the Heritage Foundation. Oh, this yeah, okay. Charles Krauthammer answering a question after he gave this long speech, which was mostly a, a, a point-by-point critique of Obama. He doesn't care much for, apparently. But somebody asked the question about, what what is the scenario with the Iran Israel? What and and Krauthammer believes that it's already set in stone, and this is what's going to happen. And he explains it, and you go and you walk away from that one going, "Oh, great, sell short." Europe and the Obama administration have more or less accepted uh, a nuclear armed Iran. Uh, do you suspect that Israel will in fact attack? And if they do, how do you foresee the consequences of all of that happening? I think um, in the end Israel will, uh, and the consequences will be very, very grave. Um, The only question I think for the Israelis now is a technical one. Can this be done? Do they have enough intelligence? Is the stuff that's critical accessible by air attack or not? 
do they have the resources, the refueling capacity uh, to do major damage that would set them back a few years? The Israelis are not imagining they're going to get a solution, but it gives them time. And when you're a small country and you have a history, uh, the history that the Jews have, uh, even a, a few years is important, even if you have to, um, there, uh, if you, you only have a temporary respite. But what will happen is predictable. Um, the Iranians will try to strike back, probably scuttle ships in the Persian Gulf to, to shut down the oil trade, double the price of oil around the world, set off a worldwide recession, unleash Hezbollah, which probably has about 40,000 rockets to attack Israel. Hamas would do the same from the south. So involve Israel in two very, very hot wars immediately. Um, it will be very dangerous and difficult uh, for the Israelis. It's a very hard choice to make. Nonetheless, I find it almost impossible to believe that they will accept uh, six million Jews living under the threat of nuclear annihilation. Wow, by the way, what a meme there, six, six million Jews, which is the exact yep, number yep, that is yep. talked about as, the, uh, oh, yeah. as the Holocaust number. Wow, wow. Particularly given the history of uh, Jewish people, and I think that will trump all other considerations. They can deal with the other problems, I think they think, uh, which are at a conventional level. Uh, they have dealt with those in the past. But a nuclear country pledged openly to the eradication of Israel and um, the killing of all its inhabitants uh, is, is a threat that I don't think the Israelis will live with. All right. We have time. For- all right. Do you, want my, uh, do you want my assessment of this? Go. Or do you want to go first? I don't have any assessment. Oh, okay. Well, it's very simple because I have the script right here. This will not take place. There will be a massive earthquake in Iran. The United States and Israel, by the way, will come to Iran's aid and we will occupy the country silently. Haiti is just a little test run how we can do it. It's in the script right here. Exterior (laughs) earthquake. And we see interior Ahmadinejad running for cover into doorway. Let me just turn it over here. Uh, George Clooney, by the way, is slated for, uh, for this production. And uh, it's not going to happen. There will be a natural disaster. It may not be an earthquake, although it's most logical. Um, but there will be a natural disaster of epic proportions. And uh, the United States and Israel will come to Iran's aid and take over the country. Uh, Haiti just being a, uh, it's like uh, off-Broadway. Haiti is just the off-Broadway uh, version of the next uh, playbill. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I like it. Yeah, no, you, you mark my words, and I have to say we have been right many, many times on this very program. It would and actually we, be a positive scenario compared to the one. Yeah, I don't like. Don't, don't, that was a bummer. You know, and and people bummer. people don't like that kind of ending. That's know, why that's it's not going to happen. Letterman coming up. Yeah, but uh, thank you. But it's also not going to happen that way. Well, let's it's, hope so. Oh, yeah, let's hope there's an earthquake of epic proportions. Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, nice right. one, John. Great. <laughs> Saving lives here on No Agenda. We do appreciate your uh, your help. We really do need it. Go to uh, noagendashow.com. Go to dvorak.org slash na or channeldvorak.com slash na and uh, donate. We have the lucky number 30 donation there. 
which a lot of people are signing up for. At uh, if you and if you get ten friends to sign up, it will bring you good fortune, and you'll get laid with hookers and blow forever. And Could be. Uh, yeah, so that Let- Let- Letterman clip is coming up, uh, coming to you from a ground trembling Gitmo Nation West Crackpot Command Center. In San Francisco, California, in the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And it's in the morning somewhere all the time, and I'm here in northern Silicon Valley, where the rain, since the commute's over now, the rain is slowing down. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Sunday after Hope for Haiti Now, Saturday night. Join us for the early morning service, right here on No Agenda. Thank you very much. I don't know if you're uh, aware exactly of what's going on uh, at NBC, uh, Ah. but we talked about it a little bit. (laughs) And... um and it's it's uh, Jay, yes. it's Conan, and it's me. And every now and then Jimmy Kimmel comes in and causes some trouble, which yeah. is great. Yeah, just fantastic. So uh, and nobody knows what to do. Uh, Conan uh, would like to stay. They said no, you should go. And he said no, I, I want to stay. And and uh, so now they got to throw him out. But to throw him out, he gets thirty million dollars. And Jay, of course, all Jay keeps saying is, yeah, you know, I think there's room for everybody. <laughs> I think there's room for everybody. And so, and so now, all of a sudden, comes this outpouring of anger directed at Jay, who is, is America's best friend. He's the guy next door. When you need to borrow a wrench to fix your lawnmower, or when you need your lawnmower fixed, Jay will come over, and he's got his blue jeans on, and he's got his blue jean shirt. Yeah. And he, and he you know, got, got that thing, and he, That's okay, it. let's, yeah. rolls up his sleeve, and he goes to work. Yeah. Or let's just say you're driving from uh, Omaha to uh, St. Louis, and your car breaks down. Right there by the side of the road is Jay to change your tire. It's, it's been documented hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. He's, he's like AAA for the United States. For the, for, for, the t- for the home viewer, Jay is AAA. He's there. He's Johnny on the spot. Yes. He'll take care of you. Um, so, um, you know, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, you're talking about the Jay and the whole thing. There's Jay, there's oh, Conan, right, there's you. Right. So now, all of a sudden, this uh, outpouring of uh, people are upset and leave Conan alone. And you had your uh, variety show at 10. Leave Conan. Give Conan his show at yeah. 1130. Yeah. And don't be such a bully. Go somewhere else. Get your own show. Get your own show. And, and now uh, people are jumping on Jay. It's unprecedented. I've never seen anything. And I keep saying to people, well, what, what has he done wrong? He's right. just kind of doing what the network tells him to do. Yeah. You know, they say, Jay, go to 10. Yeah, OK. Not a bad idea. Right. So they, they say, they say, Jay, all right, Jay, the 10 o'clock didn't work. Come back to 1130. Yeah, okay, sure, if that's what you want. Right. So, and now, and, and now uh, Conan will be free to go. Plus, he's got $30 million. Uh, so it's hard to feel bad for anybody, you know, because everybody makes out in this deal. Uh, and then I pick up the uh, New York Times uh, on, uh, when is this? This was, I guess, uh, Friday morning, uh, the uh, 15th, uh, Friday, January the 15th, uh, 2010. Everybody is getting into the story. Here's the headline. Can you see it right there? Executive leaps uh, to Leno's defense. So I thought, well, really? Now they got 
got NBC executives defending Jay, who heretofore, why has he needed defending? He hasn't, what has he done, you know? He's done nothing. So listen to this. So it's a guy who runs NBC Sports named Dick Ebersol. Now, I've known Dick Ebersol. You've known Dick Ebersol. For years, yeah. When we worked at NBC, I've known Dick Ebersol since the late 70s. Yeah. And he was a guy, and he was always a guy, and he still is a guy. <laughs> and... <laughs> And, and he, he, he came in to NBC, and he's the one that said, get the Olympics, get the Olympics, get the Olympics. And it's been a tremendous success. And now they got the Winter Olympics coming up pretty soon in a couple of weeks. So now all of a sudden, Dick Ebersol feels he's got to get in there and help Big Jaw. So I, I think, what, what, what is this? Well, how, did, how did this happen? Right. You know, it, it's like you're, you're, you're wrestling around in the backyard, and somebody's mom comes out. Okay, come on, boys, right, break yeah. it up. Break it up. Let's he's go. Quiet. Don't. Leave Timmy alone. Come on, get off him. It's completely unnecessary. Like I'm uh, and, and plus, Dick Eversall has got things on his mind. I mean, the Olympics kick off up there in Vancouver, up there at Whistler. Whistler. I mean, he really, right now, he should be up there putting the finishing touches on the Bodie Miller story. He should be... Right. He, he should be up there picking out sweaters for Bob Costas. He doesn't... Yeah. He doesn't have time for this. So... Well, Bob, and Bob, turn around. Let me see the one with the reindeer. All right, turn there. All right, now try the plaid one, Bob. All right, let's see what that looks like on camera. What about a scarf to go with that, Bob? Kind of a thing like that when you're out there with the bobsled boys, a thing like that? Why don't you look into that? Get yourself a scarf. Gloves. Get him some gloves. So now here's what Ebersole says. Out of the blue, and I'm thinking, oh, dick, 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 dick. Uh, the verbal barbs in this uh, late-night uh, war uh, got louder Thursday as a top NBC executive struck back against on-air t- attacks on the network's once-and-future Tonight Show host, Jay Leno. Now, this is what he said. Out of nowhere. He didn't need to talk about this. He really doesn't. You know, leave us alone. We're having fun. <laughs> Referring to the pointed jokes made this week by Mr. O'Brien and David Letterman of CBS, Mr. Ebersol said it was chicken-hearted and gutless to blame uh, blame guys you couldn't beat in the ratings. Chicken-hearted and gutless. Ah, That's what he said. He's calling me and Conan O'Brien chicken-hearted ah. and gutless. I can't speak for Conan O'Brien. Ah. <laughs> For the sake of the discussion, yes, I'm chicken-hearted, and yes, I'm gutless. But these two characteristics have nothing to do with the current situation. I'm telling jokes and making fun of Jay Leno over and over and over, relentlessly, mercilessly, simply for one reason, and that is, I'm really enjoying it. It's... I don't know. It's just fun. <laughs> oh, that's all I got. Uh, we'll be uh, right back with tonight's top ten list and Kristen Bell. Everybody. In the morning.